Hello and welcome to a special Big Brother edition of the People's Road. Two ups in one week. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> um, I'm Jared. I'm Brooke. And we are a married couple that likes to talk about reality TV on a podcast. <laughs> um, it's and actually just a social, in our everyday life. Yeah, it's a social experiment. <laughs> A to see how social many, experiment. Yeah, how many of our close friends we could torture with a podcast of <laughs> ours. Um, no, it's we like to talk about reality TV, and we're glad you're listening. We talk about everything from The Bachelor to Claim to Farmer Fame. Wants a wife. Farmer Wants a Wife, Project <laughs> Runway, all the reality TV shows we watch, which are quite a bit, quite a few. Um, but this episode, um, the second one this week, <laughs> Milestone, like Brooke said, is about Big Brother. <laughs> Big Brother is one of our favorite reality shows. We were so excited it's back. It's every summer. It's like a big something that we look forward to during the summer. Yeah, we love it so much. We've seen most of the Canadian Big Brother seasons. <laughs> this is the 25th. Uh, American Big Brother season, which I've seen all of, Brooke has seen all, almost all of them. Yeah, we we bonded when we first met over Big Brother, but we'll get to that yeah, later. Yeah, we'll get to that later. But um, yeah, it's just a big, <laughs> it sounds, I mean, it's true, it's a big part of our lives. We're so, we're so excited, <laughs> we're so excited to get to talk about it more. Uh, we just watched the latest live eviction episode, which we'll discuss but let's let's go back. We haven't really got a chance to talk about really in depth this season. Our thoughts. What were your thoughts coming before the season started? When we started getting pressed for it? When we started getting rumors of cast announcements? What was your just thoughts? I mean, I always get excited when Julie Chen comes in with the "It's almost time." We always do get that like cryptic Julie. The Chen cast voice. will be revealed soon. Yeah, she's like walking somewhere and like remember me. Right. Wonder what this means. <laughs> I'm like Julie Chen, who during the year, right. and then when summer comes, it's like <gasps> Big Brother. Right. Julie Chen is the host of Big Brother, the the original and. The long, the the, the like the yeah, only all twenty five years. Right, of that's amazing. Right. That's a Good long for time. Good, Good for, her. for her. She's made it through a lot. Um, and so yeah, I was I was equally excited. It's always good. You know, it lets you know summertime's coming. For me, also, it lets me know football is coming because it, it's okay. on generally the same time football is. So, I will say, I I was a little bummed initially because it was like, oh, it's starting way later than it normally does. Right. But it got here before I even knew it. Right. We suspect that they started the season later. It's going to be later and a longer season because I, we, I suspect because of the writer's strike, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think so. So this season is going to be 100 days and um, we're excited for that. We're going to have a lot to watch, a lot to talk about that. For those who don't know, really quickly, Big Brother is a show on CBS. Um, about 15 to 18 house guests all go into this house it's really just a studio lot in burbank california (laughs) on the cbs paramount studios and they are in that house for the length of the show kind of like survivor right each week getting eliminated through a series of process we'll talk about until there's one winner can i just say we we went on our honeymoon to la and we were like trying to figure out how we could get to the studio to right, see right. <laughs> just to 
get a little glimpse, a peek in the backyard. Right, right. <laughs> it's actually more accessible than you think to get up close to the studio. You can't get in the house, but it's often that people during the show, because it's we know when it's being recorded, people walk up to the outside walls of the backyard of this quote-unquote house and try to scream information into the house <laughs> guests. So we could have gotten that close if we were really that dedicated, I guess. Right. Well, yeah, so we were there in August. So we were like... Of multiple years ago. Well, yeah. Yeah, okay. But it was like, oh, yeah, oh yeah. I should clarify. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm like... We were, like, tr- really trying to figure out if that was possible, if that was plausible. Yeah. So, um, like I was saying, they're in the house on um, the duration of the show. And not only are they in the house and there's being TV TV episodes made like Survivor or other reality TV shows. The show's on 24-7 on what they call the live feeds. Live feeds. And it really is. You just go online and you can watch the house at all time now you don't have access to all the cameras in the house there's still a production team deciding which cameras are being shown for the safety of the house guests and also just you know for privacy but for the most part you can watch the game you can tap into the game at any point right okay so and we'll explain more as we talk more about it hopefully some of you have watched it before and understand i mean these people have nothing to do but play this game day in and day out. Right. So the, it things are literally changing every day. Right, which is why it's it's such a good show for strategy. Like, there's other shows that entail strategy in the reality competition world. But no show do you get to check in and see what they're doing 24-7. And really see how the game evolves subtly and just over time right so that's why i really love it there's a lot of drama there's a lot of strategy and not just drama like oh no there's gonna be a fight which there is that (laughs) but there's like competitive strategic opposing forces in the house it's political not like real world political but like you're trying to gain influence and 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 sway and uh, influence people and so it's really really fun it's also really, really corny, like we said last Oh, time. yeah, but that's what makes it so that's what makes great. It so fun. It's a that show for everybody. That is what caught me. Is I, like, that is what hooked me in the beginning. These competitions that they do, some of them are so just silly and goofy and absurd. It's like, who wouldn't want to do that? It looks so fun. Yeah, it's it's um, it's um, just a show Brooke, Brooke and I love very much. <laughs> I You remember, Brooke, I actually gave a speech in my in a college communications class oh, yeah. about big brother yeah, it was a persuasive speech trying did. to convince the class okay so we've done with our persuading and, and explaining the show Let's wait act- but we gotta say this too every year there's like a theme in the house right right and that's a big i mean it's just kind of a like cute thing right 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 and so what what has been like your favorite theme throughout all of them? Can you think of one that you really loved? Uh-huh, that I really loved. I'm not a big. See, the American themes are kind of a little. They have them, but they're not as pronounced as the Canadian themes. That's true. So I actually I haven't. I can't really think of any American themes that just jump to mind from previous seasons. Much like I can the Canadian seasons. Okay, the only one that I that jumps to my mind, which you probably know exactly 
which season it is and who was exactly was on it. But it was the one that they did in the winter. Remember they did one in winter and it was like a love theme. It was like around Valentine's Day. Yeah, that would have been season nine, I guess. That was the that was the right or season ten. Was that the writer strike season? Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, that's why they did it in the winter. Oh my gosh, I love that because they had like X's in there, didn't they? I think it I think so, yeah. Like they had they would have like a girl and a guy they supposedly didn't know that they were gonna both be in the house, yeah. but it was like their ex. Yeah, I think that season I can't remember if it's ten or nine, but it was the writer strike season. Okay, well regardless, that was that one was bomb. Right. They've had crazy twists before. And this season looks like it's gonna be a season of crazy twists. Oh, that's it? like another big factor of the show is that they're like the structure pretty much remains right but they always have a twist right the key one of the key phrases is expect the unexpected <laughs> yeah so this season wait what did i tell you to expect the oh <laughs> remember the other day i said with when you have kids you gotta expect the unexpected that, i mean yeah that's definitely true <laughs> that's definitely true for those with kids know um yeah so this season is going to have tons of twists. It's season 25. Um, it's the 25th season, so they've had a, they've made a big deal about it, as we talked about it in previous podcasts. They've had kind of like reunion, like a show in anticipation of it. And they've been talking about the theme. It looks like it was a comic book theme based on the decor and the promos that we got. And they have delivered on the comic book themes that's present in all the movies, the DC movies, the Marvel movies. This multiverse idea is, I guess, our theme for this year, season 25. And here comes the corniness of the show. <laughs> We've got four ver- multiverses that have, they've said, I guess, attack or what they say, been unleashed in the house. Yeah. I think it's the, mul- no, the scramble, ver- who knows what the scramble verse is? I don't even the know. scary verse, the humiliverse. <laughs> And the, what's the other one? Oh. Scary, Scramble, Humilla. And there's another one. I mean, we I feel like we just lost <laughs> three I, people. I They're like, the Scramble verse. Who knows what it is? They haven't, they've kind of employed it in some of the challenges we've seen. They've kind of shown and how each, it'll affect the game. Well, each room in the house goes with it too, right? Like there's the Scary verse one that looks like a... Right, it looks like a scary no. movie set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then the Humiliverse, you every time you exit the room, <laughs> you literally have to get into this machine contraption that makes you kick yourself in the butt. <laughs> With a shoe. With a huge shoe and humiliate yourself. <laughs> and the, well, we'll get into the veto, but. Right, right. So it's definitely been unleashed in the house, and that's our theme for the season. What I like about it, I guess, is it seems like they're going to be calling, doing a lot of callbacks to previous seasons. Previous season's twist, we'll get into a little bit. And it's just going to give them the opportunity to really, I guess, just do whatever they want to. Mostly, I don't like twists in Big Brother. I mean, I like them, but when it gets too twisty, it's just... No Sometimes one... they just do not land. Right. You... And you're like, this was not it, Big Brother. Right, right. And just, it's just, exactly. It, it kind of can distract from the strategy of the right. game. Right. And sometimes it leaves the people you're rooting for in the lurch and they, it's unfair towards them. And, you know, they ended up, the game gets affected, but that's the, that's the game you play. Expect yeah. them, expect it. 
I mean, sometimes it, it it's really good, though. Right, right, right. Sometimes they'll have twists where, like, people get evicted and then they come back. And those are always fun. Um, or, I mean, there's all kinds of twists. So, where do we, I mean, how, what do you want to, how do we jump in? Well, that's what I was doing. So, yeah, so we're starting the season with that, um, all these Humulaverse themes and we got our cast early. We kind of talked about it on the... Last week's episode, we looked over some of the contestants that we were rooting highly for. Now we've gotten to see them, and we've gotten to see them play, and we've gotten to see their personalities without going hit by hit through every single contestant because there's 18 this season. Uh, where do you stand? Maybe every time we talk Big Brother, we just get your top three. We'll get the one you're rooting for, the one you're rooting against and the one you think is playing the best game. Oh my gosh. It's hard to do that week one. Right. But this is what we're here. This is why we podcast. This okay. is why we give it out. But first we have to say the first twist of the season. Right, right. So we talked about it. <laughs> we, oh yeah, we did. Right. Sari entered the house. Sari from Survivor, Survivor legend. We don't really watch Survivor. We did just watch her. On Traders. Yes. She was she did a really good job there. We really yes. liked her on Traders. So yeah, so sh- she is now in the house with her son, Jared, and they are acting as if they don't know each other. Right. Now there is another contestant in the house who instantly recognized them right. as mother and son. And Jared was like, Listen, keep keep your lips zipped. And I think that Jared, and sh- luckily she, Izzy, was wanting to work with them. Right. So what? So, sorry, go ahead. Where do you, just, yeah, we'll get into that. Where do you, where do you stand though? Where do, let's, so, before we get into all everything. So I think that Sari is playing the best game. Okay. Why do you think that? <clears throat> well, for one, she's pretty chill in her approach. Yeah. Which I think is needed. Mm-hmm. Um. She also is is has a great social game. Right. So she's um you know talking to everybody, making connections with everybody. Okay. Um now I haven't really seen her in competition, so I don't know that yet. Right. Um but yeah, I think she's playing the best game right now. Okay. Who is that who you're rooting for? Who are you rooting for? I would say I'm rooting for her too, but I also look. You told me Riley was being problematic. I don't know the full details. No, I of didn't that. say. I didn't mean problematic. What I meant was just like she's spiraling. You oh. said you were happy. You said she wanted to choice, so you thought she was doing strong. I was saying no. She was like not as in good as a position as we thought. It's because everyone knows knows her game. Like okay. we saw in tonight's episode. Riley is a contestant on the show. She won the first HOH, which means she was the leader of the first house. But yeah, she won it and got her first the first say in, in influencing who went home. But the other side of the house, which we'll get into, knows all her stuff. That's all I was saying. Okay. She's not coming out as strong as you thought she was. Okay. Well, I'm going for I'm rooting for her. I like her so far. Okay. And I like I think I like Jag. I think I like her and Jag together as a duo. Uh-huh. I don't know. There were some things I saw on the feeds of Jag that I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. But yeah, I like that. 
Um, Rooting against. As of right now, I don't think there's anybody except for maybe Corey. I don't really like Corey that much. Corey or or Cameron. Oh, gosh. I keep getting them confused. (laughs) They're two small white guys with brown hair, and I keep getting them confused. Well, one has long curly hair, and one is the brother of the Survivor contestant. Cameron. Right. Excuse me. Cameron, I could, he can go. Right. There's 18 contestants, and it's the first week of us knowing and watching them. It's crazy. I always say this, like, these are 18 new people that we don't know really well right now, but after watching them for the next 100 days, we're going to remember them. Or at least I will <laughs> you for a will. long time. <laughs> okay, so who were your three? Okay, I think my three, just out of the gate, I think playing the best game, it's hard to say after week one. I think week one is not a, a week where you want to go crazy and just really put your personality out there and be perceived as a threat or too, too much of anything. You just want to be likable. In the house. Right. And I could see that knowing how good of a player, good of a player Suri is, she's in a good spot because she's got a strong alliance around her and that's what you want. And she's got her son in the house. Mm-hmm. So I think default, yeah, she's probably one of the strongest players in there right now. But I would say just based on what I know, I think uh, McCole, they call her Mimi. Oh, yeah. Is playing yeah. a very good game. Yeah. And on the other side of the house, I would say I could see someone like, um, I would put a, yeah, maybe someone of uh, Blue, Jag, or Riley playing a good game. Maybe not Riley, just because everyone knows her stuff. But it's, like I said, that side of the house is kind of obvious. Both sides of the house are obvious. Mm -hmm. But I saw, I would think I would say McCall, Mimi, who I'm rooting for. I, there's all, there's a lot of things you could pick for who you're rooting for. Right. I would always default to Sari because we've seen her. We liked her on a previous show. loves a villain. Right. You love a villain. I can't root for Riley just yet. Unfortunately, she's reminding me a little bit of Nicole Franzel. Uh, Yeah, that's, I think, why I like her. You liked Nicole Franzel? I mean, a little bit. Oh, no. (laughs) You knew that. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. We should have discussed this as a a husband and wife before we got on. No, okay. And so... Rooting for, I'm going to go for America. She's from the Valley, which is an area on the border of Texas. So she's a Texas girl. She's a super fan. She kind of, I'm from Texas. If I won the show, I'd be a super fan. So I kind of want to root for her um, based on that. So I'm going to say, yeah, I'm rooting for her. But there's a lot of people that I'm hoping play a good game. I haven't seen anybody yet who I just hope loses, except I hope Cameron. Cameron has struck me kind of weird. He said some comments to riley in the oh, house yeah about like oh i'm on tv so i can't hit you like i would but like she did something he thought was stupid and she he said like oh if i wasn't on tv i'd hit you he's kind of the country he's a country guy he's from i think georgia. alabama or georgia he's a cowboy like a mm-hmm. literal cowboy mm-hmm. and i just don't think that's a i don't think you joke around about hitting people well hitting people um, especially women. But anyways, not to get all that. I just he strikes me as a weird dude. Right. So I can't say I'm really rooting against him, but I wouldn't mind if he got gets out next week. Right. Same. Okay, so now that we got our alliances set, see I tricked you. That's the alliance segment. That those people are now in your alliance. We alliance segment out the way. Um, let's just talk about the game so far. All our all our contestants for this year came into the house last Thursday or Wednesday. 
Last Wednesday, yes. Mm-hmm. So a week ago. And it was an interesting impression that got through the kind of initial corniness. And instead of this week having a, an initial HOH, which means head of household, if we hadn't said already, and they usually decide the nominations for eviction. This week we had a nomination competition to start off. And Which I mean, it's never happened before. They went, they went into the house and instantly went into a competition, and there were four different sections. Right. And the loser of each section was instantly nominated. Was for instantly eviction. nominated. Right. So, how evictions work is by some, for, by some method, which is like 99.99% of the time, an HOH nominates you. But you become nominated for eviction, and then at the end of a, a week of play, which is real world time, um, the house guests vote from the people who are for the people from the two people that are nominated. They vote for who they want to see go home, and the person with the most votes goes home. It's like Survivor, right? Mm-hmm. So, like you like you said, we had the nomination. It was some pretty oh, it was some pretty big brothery comps. Like you said, we had people kicking themselves in the <laughs> butt. We had people holding on to a wall or to an object, trying to got to get to get pulled and what to what Julie called the nether region. So inter- endurance comps are a big part of it. Puzzle comps right, are usually right, right. a big thing. Right. And then we had... Um, the puzzle. We had... Oh, yeah. A puzzle. And we had two puzzle comps, really, because the other one, you were just moving strings around, right? Oh, yeah. It ended true. up with Jared Cerise's son being a nominee. Fel- Felicia, the 65-year-old woman from Georgia, being a nominee. And I'm high on Felicia. I thought, okay, we got another... Older person in the house. There'll be a, a week one evict. <laughs> no, Felicia is funny. She's quirky. Very yeah. weird. Very weird and perceptive. So I maybe actually true. I am rooting for Amer- America because that oh America because she's from Texas. But in my in my heart, I'm also rooting for Felicia and Sari. Fel- I think Felicia may be playing too hard though. I don't think so. Oh, uh, okay. I think the other side of the house was very clearly setting up alliance, and Felicia was one of the main people to say, "Hey guys, wake up!" The other side of the true. house is making an alliance. That's true. We need to band together. How many seasons happen where a strong alliance forms, and the outsiders don't have the the huevos rancheros to, <laughs> to band together and fight back? How many times have I said that? Like you just got to realize you're on the outside and build a coalition. That's true. Felicia, but, week one but, was like, "Hey, they're trying to build a strong alliance. Let's build another one." I know. And and those four girls, Felicia Sari, Nicole, and um, Izzy. And Bo- Bowie Jane from Australia. Oh, shoot. I forgot. Is she really part of it? Yeah. I thought she left the room. But she's part of it. Oh, okay. Well, I have. I do think those five girls really could work well together. I think they will work well together. The problem is they're not going to win competitions. That is the problem. They're going to have to really outsmart people. Nicole might have some good, might be able to. She was running in that comp in those heels. Okay. Right. Night one comp. Yeah. Like that is impressive. (laughs) And you know, they told them not to wear heels. And she said, "Uh uh-uh, I'm going in that house on night one in heels. And I will show you that I can still do it. Right. So she back to the nomination comp. She did not get evicted well like i said it was jared Therese's son felicia um kirsten she's from houston 
by way of uh, no, she's from Domin- the the uh, I forget the name of the country, Dominica by way of Houston. She lives in Houston, and then the other nominee for eviction was Corey, who was pulled into the Nether region, and that's all we know. <laughs> I wish we could tell you more. We literally just saw him. We barely saw him get pulled into this dark room. That's annoying. And then we were like, oh, no, is this a twist? Is he going to be? No, he just was in there for an hour and came out. He's like too produced because he did not. He wouldn't give any details about the nether region. Right. But I don't think it was anything. I just think they just had him sit in a room. That's why oh, I said it was, a, it was a, um, a, a flop. So anyway, so those are our four nominees, which is like it was a weird start. And so the game gets going. Brooke and I tried to stay up with all the young cats and watch a good long night one of live feeds. But we're parents now. (laughs) We're both 30 plus, some a little more 30 plus than others. And it was just, we just, we just couldn't stay up as long as we're used to staying up. Um, But we watched a lot of the live feeds and that's a lot of, we will, we do keep up pretty well. So if you are just watching the show. We only release on Thursday, so we won't spoil too much because you'll be caught up to where we are on Thursday after a live eviction. But we will be able to get some insight. So anyways, we tried to stay up and watch. And it's just like any other night one, the live feeds. All the house guests are getting to know each other. They're screaming, talking over each other. You're getting to see who the big personalities are. Mm-hmm. Some of those big personalities out the back were Riley, who, like we've already said, won the HOH. I would say that Kirsten kind of came out of the gate as a big personality. Riley, Kirsten, and others were in a group, in a room, and made a, a an alliance within maybe the first hours of the show <laughs> and the game starting. Now, those are always fake. Those don't really mean anything. Yeah. Well, that's not necessarily true, though. It's not true, but I would say eight, 90 to 80% of the time, I'll give anything you, that. you say Nine out of one, ten. Anything Nine you say night one, you're going to be like, yeah, but that we didn't even know anybody then. We yeah, you're right. You're right. Scrambling, scramble first. Anyways, so yeah, you know, it was a, a pretty hectic start to the live feeds and we thought it was going to calm down, but this has actually been a pretty topsy-turvy, hectic, kind of all over the maps week one. But uh, usually week one is like that. There's yeah. usually somebody who cracks under the pressure. You're right. You're and right. we definitely had somebody crack. You're right. You're right. We're bearing the lead. We made it 30 minutes, almost 30 minutes into this podcast <laughs> without addressing it. We've, we've let Big Brother infect how we talked about it. Week one, this show didn't even make it a week without someone being evicted from the house for racial slurs. <laughs> not even, I mean, not evicted, kicked out yeah, by Yeah, you're producers. right, kicked out for breaking the code of conduct around As racial slurs. As he should slurs. be. Like, okay, so this show started off 25 seasons ago as it, it was branded as a social experiment. We get 18, oh, I think it was 12 or 15, 15 house guests into, an ho- into a house where there's live feeds 100, 100% of the time. And what's it like when 15 Americans live together? Can they make it through? And who will be crowned the winner of Big Brother? So, yeah, we've got 15 Americans. So, of course, there's going to get some racial slurs. There's going to be some sexism. There's going to be some prejudice, discrimination. Like, that's that's part of the show. I, I mean, say, like, every season, there's somebody right. who does something problematic like that. I wouldn't say that's the reason. I, I actually, I don't, I, that's not why I watch the show. It's just so expected now. 
that you're like, all right, let's get it out the way. Who's going to be the, who's going to do the something right. that they're going to get canceled for in the house. Right. And this week, I mean, this year, our winner is Luke Valentine. Oh, let's give gosh. it up for Luke. Let's not even. I don't, Luke. It's like, I don't even want to waste my time talking about him. Right. Well, neither the producers. Okay. So let's well. explain. Luke Valentine couldn't make it nine days without saying the N-word. Luke is a white man from Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, he just kind of said it casually in the flow of conversation. It was kind of evident Which that it's... Which says that he is comfortable using that in everyday language with whoever he is around, and that is a problem. Right, exactly. And so he just kind of said it. There, Jared, Sheree's son, who's black, he's in the room... He kind of laughed it off, as from what we saw on the live feeds, and there were two other two other house guests, Hism and Corey, were in the room, and they just looked shocked. Hism said he didn't even hear it when yeah, it came to light, which was weird because he weird. reacted like he certainly did. Right. Corey did hear it and explained how weird it was, and he just told Luke immediately, like, "Bro, you need to go to bed. You're tripping." Yeah. Jared, I was. We got to hear his perspective on it. In this week's episode, I gotta say, I, it was a little lacking. It felt like CBS and the producers just kind of, they sent they they sent Jared home, they explained it, and they just seemed like they were just trying to move past it and get back to the show. And I don't blame them for that, but I was a little confused by Jared's take. You know, at first he said, well, as a black man, I don't want to feel, I didn't want to react because I could come off as aggressive or whatever. But he did more than just not react. He launched into kind of like, I don't know, kind of, I don't even know how to explain it. Basically, you know what? Actually, basically, he just said a whole lot of nothing about how he felt about Luke saying it. And it's not his, it's not his job. We don't need to. Or Right. I think that's kind of what it boils down to is he was just kind of like, I don't want to deal with that. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to address it. I don't want to have to explain to people why it's wrong. Which is valid. Right. Luke is a grown man. He should know good and well that that is not okay. Right. And nobody held any malice towards him. It wasn't actually that big of a deal in the house. Or it might have been. We don't really know. They had the feeds down since it happened. But they didn't, it didn't seem to be. It seemed like the, the game just continued onward. And Luke, It was also kind of weird, though, that we didn't hear anybody else's perspective in the diary room about it. Exactly. We're, and they probably, honestly, have been instructed not to talk about it. Yeah, maybe Because so. in the past, if you're a fan of Big Brother, you know this already. We've had so, so, so many scandals from people saying things that people are like, what did he just say? Right. Doing things that are racially or sexually and- insensitive or just being outright kind of despicable to the point of like past gameplay. And so it just happens so, so much. I could see very much that the producers are just like, oh my gosh, can we not this season? Mm. So, I mean, hopefully we we don't have too many more storylines like this. I'm praying that's not the case. This cast is diverse. We're getting some diverse and... And an array of opinions and life perspective, which I always think leads to better gameplay and better perspectives. So hopefully this is the last of Luke. Yeah. Okay, so back to the show. I just, um, oh yeah, so we got our four nominees. And live feeds are rocking. 
Things are going crazy. Kirsten, from the the beginning, it's week one. It's it's day three, maybe. And she's all over the map, spilling information to people, trying to get people on her side. And just mm-hmm. generally the vibes from the house guests for her was that she was playing too hard. Yeah. You never want to play too hard week one. Right. It was such a different week one, though, because... Wait, did we say that the HOH, she took down two of the four nominees? No, so we hadn't gotten to that yet. Um, They played the HOH competition, which at, at the moment I can't recall. Do you remember what that was? Yeah, when they were walking across the maze to get oh, right. to the buzzer. Yeah, they kind of, this was a, a comp we've seen before. You walk across beams of varying length, size, width to get to the other side. And whoever gets there the fastest right. wins. Right, and she won. It's not an HOH. So Riley instantly is connected with Jag, who is our first Sikh contestant in the history of American Big Brother. So shout out to Jag. It'll be really cool to learn more about him and his culture as the game goes on. So Jag and Riley are really close, and they actually made what seemed to be a real kind of duo, mm-hmm. just naturally connecting, and they said they spoke it and spoke it so. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. But they also widen out and are now including, I think they've got Matt, the deaf Olympian, mm-hmm. Cameron, the cowboy from Georgia, Blue. I'm not sure how Cameron got in- involved with them. I think he just happened to be on that side of the house. Oh, he, they're all in that room. They're yeah, all in the Scaryverse right, room. you're right. Blue, our brand manager, not manager, brand strategist from New York. Mm-hmm. Um... Those five, I think, are a core five. And then they expanded out and tr- added Corey, America. And there's one more that they added. Um, Jared. Yes. Which, unbeknownst to them, means that Sari and Felicia are going to know everything about exactly. what they do. Exactly. Because Jared and his mom are obviously working together. Mm-hmm. So this season, just like you said, we're quite, what, what did the HOH have the power to do? So she was able, instead of picking her own two nominees, she picked out of the four two that she did not want to be on the block anymore. So did not want to be up for possible eviction. So she took down Jared and um, Corey. And so that left Kirsten and Felicia. So it was a little weird because... This one was solely based on how you performed in the competition. Whereas in years past, it's been like the first week is basically like a popularity contest. So I kind of liked that aspect where it did kind of even it out. But it does end up being more like a popularity. Well, that's not necessarily true. I think out of Felicia and Kirsten, Kirsten did seem like a bigger threat than felicia well i don't know if they were really smart because felicia is the one who really solidified the other side's alliance yeah and banded it helped band a coalition against that alliance and um so i actually think the bigger threat i really am rooting for and i think she's going to be a long-term threat felicia when it comes to gameplay but you're right physically she is not a bigger threat than right Christian. yeah and but it just seems like Kirsten could have done more. I, I don't know. It's like they're saying she played too hard. Well, but I, it seemed like she almost gave up. Well, she kind of fell victim to that night one 
mob or week one mob mentality. Uh. Once they have a reason, unless you got a HOH who is stirring chaos and flipping back and forth, generally I feel like that first week everyone just like, okay, this is who we did. Let's just stick with that and not ruffle feathers. Yeah, true. No one wants to ruffle fe- wants to ruffle feathers. So once Riley got in her head, oh, okay, this is who my alliance and I think we want to go home this week. I think everyone just wanted it to be smooth sailing. True. So because of that, Riley takes down Jared and Corey. And now it's just Felicia and Kirsten on the block. We got our old mom, old mom, old, what are we going to call her? We need a nickname for Felicia. Ma. She from Georgia. She's Me, a, She's on the block with Kirsten. And it's a, it's a pretty solid fact she's going home. Um, Hassan played played with I don't remember who it was the five other guy uh, five other contestants and won the veto competition. Yeah, so the two people on the block, the evictees, mm-hmm. potential evictees, get a chance to take themselves off by using the power of veto. Right. So on what is that? On Wednesdays we see the power of veto competition. Um, so Hassam got to play and he got, and he won. Um, the comp was cute. The comp, what did you do, think of the comp? I do like, they were getting wedgies pulled, atomic <laughs> wedgies and getting pulled in the air. Because it, was it was part a, of the humiliverse. Right. And they had to stack flowers. Hassam won because he stacked them all, the flowers, the highest, but also, I guess, just because he knew what a laurel was. He was, <laughs> he was naming the flowers he was there are like these wooden flowers and there was 36 of them and you had to stack them all the way up and it was like obviously hard right it was like a puzzle kind of and he was like naming these types of flowers in his diary room right what do you think of Hassam? he gives me intense kind of weird vibe he, not weird I, just kind of intense what were we saying before oh he seems a little high strung very high strung. Very high strung. I don't mean this. In, he's a nice guy. He seems very cool, but he also seems like a guy whose energy would be like, hey, can you calm down? You know, <laughs> this is just brunch. You know what I mean? Right, so, right, right, right. But yeah. he wins and decides, although he is observing, because not only is Riley's Alliance, let's talk Alliance names, They're, so we don't have to keep saying Riley's Alliance. Riley's Alliance, there's an inner five called the Handful. And they've expanded the handful to an outer to include the, the eight that I can't remember the name of that alliance. And then there's an inner five of Felicia, um, Bowie Jane, Nicole, Sari, and Izzy that they call themselves. I'm only going to say this once. <laughs> We're going to have to change this name. If you watch the show, you know what they're called. But they are the, the Bye Bye Girls. Um, <laughs> this is clean on Apple Podcasts. I checked. Bye Bye. I checked clean, and so we're keeping it clean. Anyways, this the Bye Bye Girls, but the outer alliance of when they pulled in Red, and who else did they pull in? Jared and Corey, right? Uh, no, not Corey. Just Jared. Oh. Calling themselves the professors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're all older. Right. There's a theme of oldies, older, oldens, elders. Let's say elders. The old versus the young. Riley's Alliance, the handful, and company are all younger. Excuse me. Felicia and that side of the house is much older, right? So even though Hassam is older, he's fit, but he's older, 
and seeing the divide, he didn't want to take Felicia off and rock the boat because it was pretty solidified that Kirsten's going home. Yeah. So that's how we got through Sunday. And Luke's um, racial slur was just yesterday on Wednesday, right? Um, Well, we're recording this on a Thursday right after the live eviction. So we were kind of, it was kind of up in the air while the feeds were down if they were going to have this eviction. Last season, someone self-evicted on what can only be called an episode that they had in the house, a mental episode causing the self-evict. And so because of that, the first eviction of the season didn't take place, and I someone thought about that. Someone oh my who was gosh, you know. basically like Kirsten, who was supposed to walk out the door, ended up winning the whole show. So we were wondering oh, if yeah. Kirsten was going to get a similar opportunity because of Luke's ignorance, and well, because of Luke's ignorance, if Kirsten's going to a similar opportunity, the producer said, "Not this year. You're going home." Yeah. True. Wait, what'd you say? You just realized. I'm sorry that. Well, they have 17 house guests, which usually they only have 16, right? Right. And not only do they have 17 house guests, they have this thing in the house called the memory wall, for all that know, where they have all the pictures of the house guests up. They have yet to turn that on. They're on TVs, this, this memory wall. They have yet to show the memory wall with all the house guests. It's just been this portal that's being displayed without showing the photos. Leading some, including myself, to believe that there's going to be another house guest added. I can't see why they wouldn't show who the house guests are on the memory wall. Maybe that is has to do with with this HOH because they all disappeared. Right. Okay. The, so let, oh, sorry. Let, you know, no, no, you're right. We we're after the live eviction. Wait, we're talking briefly about it. But before we do that, what I just came to my mind is: what if they do a triple eviction? Yeah, they've done that before, but oh, what I do you mean by that? Oh, I thought that was just Canada. They've done a triple eviction. They did it last season. Oh. Was it last season? <laughs> okay, I'm getting my I'm getting my countries mixed. I'm sorry. Brooke and I have seen Bachelor, <laughs> Canada, sorry. Bachelor Australia, Big I'm Brother Canada, confused. Big Brother USA. We uh, we got too many reality shows on our plate. The thought of a triple eviction, the drama from a triple eviction excites me. Right. So triple eviction, double eviction. Typically, typically on Thursday we have one live tv episode where someone gets evicted and they that's just the one that's how the week ends on the thursday but sometimes well most years we get at least a double eviction mm-hmm. where live someone they play a full week of big brother in the time that the episode airs it's great and have another person evicted so people have to make decisions on the fly it's so good and then last season or maybe the season before that we got a triple eviction where three people were evicted in one night. Yeah. You remember it happened because Julie spoiled, it was spoiled to the house guests because Julie said it to us and the house guests heard it inside. Yes. And they were like, what? Yes. So that's a kind of the shock away. Yeah. So again, we don't really know. There's lots of twists that are yet to happen. What isn't a twist is that Kirsten was sent home in a unanimous vote just a few hours ago. All the house, the house guests in the house voted to evict her. She got sent home. What's her? What's your post post mortem on on Kirsten? We're, we'll give her some time since she was evicted this week. What do you think about her season? Wait, what do you mean? Like, well, I mean, she's no longer in the show, so I mean, we'll do this every week with with people who get evicted. What's your thoughts on your final thoughts on Kirsten? I thought Kirsten. she was too produced. I didn't think she was there to actually play. I think she was there to get her 15 seconds of fame, which, hey, girl, do your thing. I don't care. 
but she definitely seemed to be a recruit yeah when you've watched the show enough you can see the people who came to play the show and yes it's a tv show so they knew they were going to be on tv but then there's people that it clearly feels like producers saw them said hey do you want to come on our show they said yes and you could tell they don't really understand the show and are just trying to and don't but don't get me wrong just because you're a super fan i don't think that automatically means you're going to be good at the show and just because you're a recruit doesn't mean you're bad at the show right exactly but it just seemed like she wasn't i wasn't getting what i wanted from her and i don't fully know how to explain it I think I just didn't see enough of her on the live feeds or even the actual show. Because what I'm saying, what I said earlier was I felt like she just kind of gave up. And you were saying she didn't. She didn't really give up. she she, She went too hard too fast, which gave people a reason. And once they had a reason, they were kind of shutting her down. Yeah, true. So I don't know if, if you ever been somewhere around had when you had to fire someone or you knew you were about to break up with someone <laughs> and they're like doing all these nice things for you. But you're like, no, we're still having a talk. Ooh. And you're like still got you right? That's how it was. So she's like, so do you want to talk? And they're like, yeah, but you pick up on vibes when they've oh, oh we've already made our decision. Sucks. That sucks. So that's where she didn't really give up. It's just when you've got 18 or 17 people they're all like, oh, we really enjoyed playing the game with you, Kristen. You're just like, okay, so I'm just talking to a wall. Oh my I think gosh, that's what happened. That sucks. It would, that would be, that would feel so isolating, especially on week one when you haven't even really like made connections. Right. So she's gone and she's gone, gone because normally sometimes when they come back into the game, Julie is reluctant to, and not reluctant. She doesn't tell them information. That the outside viewers know that she wouldn't know about the game because they might go back. She spilled it all. She spilled yeah. it to Kirsten when she exited the house about Jared and Siri being um, son and mother. Which Kirsten blew the top off of this that their cover might be blown. Right. She revealed that just an hour before filming, Jared slipped up and said, oh, this is my nickname, Jay Bleasy, that my family calls her, calls me at home. And someone said... Wait, doesn't someone call Ceres? Doesn't Siri call her son Jay Bleasy? And that's not like a typical nickname. Right. And we should say, just in case you haven't watched the show, Siri and Jared look so much alike. I don't if think someone, they do. Okay. Siri and Jared look so much alike that if someone said, hey, there's a mother and son duo. Oh, not even that. There's someone related in this house. They would look at each other and someone would look at those two and be like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's definitely you two. I mean, maybe after the fact, yeah, but I don't think I would, I don't, I don't think I would know. I think I would totally get played. I honestly think even if I did not know who Sari was, I'd walk into and just see them and be like, wait a minute. Jared, you would not. Okay, cool. We'll you would not. We'll see when I get on Big Brother and win us some, <laughs> uh, three quarters of a million dollars. Okay. Okay, so, um... Yeah, we already talked about who we're rooting for, who we think is playing the best game. And so I just think going forward. Oh, yeah. So the, the episode ended. Right. How did it end, Brooke? Okay. So at the end of the episode, usually they'll, it's live, right? So usually Julie will cut back and be like, in the meantime, let's eavesdrop on the house guests. And so then it'll cut back to all the house guests just kind of like mingling in the house, chatting. Um, well,. Yeah, and they cut back to the house, and the house guests were nowhere to be found. And Julie was like, where did the house guests go? Where are all the house guests? 
Um, and so then that's basically how it ended. So right now what they're, what we would assume they're doing is filming the head of household competition. It's going to be some sort of twisty twist since they weren't in the house. And then when the feeds come back on, we won't actually get to see it until the episode. We won't actually get to see the competition until the episode on Sunday, but they'll be talking about it, so we'll be able to know right. who got HOH. And um, that's the great thing about the feeds is you get instant information. But a lot of times on Thursdays, we do get to see the head of household competition, so you do already know who the HOH is going into the next week. And so it's like a major bummer when you don't get that on Thursday. Right. So, yeah, Julie said it's going to be a twist, a never-before-seen twist from from previous seasons. So it'll, it'll be something new. We don't know what it is. We're excited about it. Before we, we talk about us and Big Brother, um, there's another aspect of Big Brother called um, showmances. And, I mean, these people, when you live with someone for uh, upwards of 80 days, I mean, you're, you get closer to these people than Bachelor contestants do on their oh, show, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And a lot of these dating, get you living 24-7 with these people. So this is like, honestly, a year's worth of dating in, in the course of three <laughs> months. Just in, t- in time spent together, right? Oh, that is, okay. We didn't so even talk about showmance. So that's what I was saying. I want to start a segment called Showman's Watch where we check in with you when we do a Big Brother yes! episode. And you see what's the status of showmances in the house, and so from your perspective, what do you, what do we, where do we stand? I was just thinking about that. I was like, I don't even know if there's anybody here who would be in a showmance. I think there's some potential. I think Matt and Riley. Anytime I check in on the, yeah, but Riley said she has a boyfriend. And when has that stopped people? I know, I know. That would be some good drama. We've seen people in the past, quote unquote, break up with their their (laughs) significant significant other while they're in the house. Say like, just so you know, we're broken up because they see stuff on the feeds. That is that is so absurd. No, I'm talking about people in the house have said, "Hey, sorry, such and such back home, but we're breaking up." No, yeah. I thought you were saying that. I mean, both have happened before. Okay, so yeah, you're right. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, Riley and Matt have been getting kind of close, right? And I, I and I just not not nothing too crazy, just a little touchy feeling. Like they'll sit close to each other and they'll have an arm on the. Leg. Oh, I didn't know that. I just saw them talking. No, I see Matt. They'll be next to each other and they'll be and they'll be contact. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Just see, see America's really pretty too. I could see America. And maybe Matt getting close. Sometimes could, it's those out of left fields. I, I was gonna say I could almost see Corey getting into something with somebody. What? Not a chance. Yeah. It's not a chance. Yeah, no, yeah. I think so. Corey or Cameron? Corey. Okay. No, Little Corey. Not. Definitely not. I Riley think Cam- seems like she would she would date someone like Corey. Oh, yeah, I think you're dead wrong. I think Riley's like think way out of his league, but I think I that think she you're dead would. Wrong. Not a chance. Look, guys, no, I'm not going to do that to him. But <laughs> no, I just don't think so. I think she would. I have no idea actually on her taste. It's yet to be seen. I do think Cameron, the 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 cowboy who has threatened to hit her multiple times, has a crush on her. I think that's Ew. why he's like, oh, I would hit you right now. Because that's just how you flirt in his part of Georgia, I Stop. guess. No, you're right. That's probably not true. Um, um, 
Ah, you're right. We're not seeing anything. There's, we got some married people in the house, so hopefully they're not going to be involved in any showmances. Oh, gosh, but that has happened before. I feel if, Jared, if Kirsten had stayed, I felt like her and Jared could have been a, a possibility. Yeah, true. He seemed kind of torn up that she got sent home. What about Blue? Do you think who do you think she might kind of get? You know, it on there's. With? I mean, this show is not about showmances, but I feel like there's a lot of eligible women, and then there's a lot of like guys that like those women would never go for, right? Yeah. Red is, I think, in a committed relationship, and he's he's he calls himself a chill Billy. He's got a big <laughs> long red beard. That's why he's called Red. He's not on the market, right? No. Cameron is talking about hitting women any chance Ugh. he gets. I. Corey is, I'll put it this way, he's a champion speech. Um, <laughs> okay, he's a nerd. He's a nerd. He's a nerd, but he's cute, and he ha- but he does have like a baby face. And he's also 21. Okay, well, the girls are, pr- how old is Blue? You're right, I don't know. But anyways, it's, oh, you know, maybe Blue and Corey, but also I doubt it. I feel like we have seen some weird... Yeah, when these people, people are to- in the house for so long, <laughs> the connections are made. They're like, what? Yeah. There was like, a season wh- where people, they were these were mortal enemies. Then one of them won HOH, and you're like, wait, what? what's going on? With the- I'm talking about Tiffany and Kylan. <laughs> oh, no. Don't even. That's why I didn't. Don't you know. even. Okay. But what I'm thinking of is um, Lecrae? Was that his name? Lecrae. No, that's a Christian rapper. Lecrae. Yeah, McCray and Amanda McCray? Zuckerman. McCray and Amanda Zuckerman. That was wild. Don't that you think? That was wild, but I don't even see any of that happening in here. I well, don't know. not yet, but I think we will. We'll see. Well, I think but we will. You will you'll, we'll be on Showmance Watch and you'll update But there us. wasn't really any Showmances last season, was there? Yes, there were tons. Who? There was Kyle and Alyssa. There was Monty and Taylor. Oh, there was Taylor and Joseph. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah. Rick, we're going to have to brush her Wait, up. Wait, Monty and who? Taylor. And then Taylor and Joseph. Oh my gosh. Guys, we're sorry. We claim to be. Uh, we we are Big Brother so super fans. Brooke listen, is just she's a mother now. She's got I, she's a career. She's a strong my, woman. We already know. She's got a lot to remember. We are. We already know. Jared's brain holds more information for these shows than my brain does. But we, you know, but together we make it work. We make it work, which is, I think, a good transition into our showmance, if you'll say, <laughs> our podmance. Oh my god! We, we actually have time for this. No, it's a long episode. If you're listening to this far, why not just continue to listen? You're sitting in traffic, just or you're not. You just got to work. Just we'll turn it on when you when you leave. Okay, all right. Um, Brooke and I, like I said, we were we love reality TV so much. When we first started dating, it was kind of like a solidifying moment. You know, when you're dating, those first few like flirtatious encounters right you're getting to know each other asking questions cutie little questions right so we were out at a a country um dance hall which is very brook and jared that's right (laughs) that is just textbook (laughs) us us. something we do all the time go country dancing (laughs) wrong (laughs) but for whatever well i know why but that's we were at a country we were at a country dance hall Talking to each other. It was we were with the group, right? But we don't have to say that, okay, right? Right. Sorry. <laughs> and then, um, um, oh yeah. So I just we were talking, and I remember asking, 
I was so smitten already. We were this we were <laughs> we in the talk were we were in the talking but... stage, but I remember asking. I went into that night knowing like, oh, I'm gonna ask her out. This is the night. But I remember asking, oh, well, what are some other things you're into? Like, are you like are there shows you like to watch? And what'd you say? I said, oh yeah. You said, what's your favorite show? Did and I, say I that? said, yeah. oh well, I actually like kind of get judged a lot for it, but I'll just, I'll just tell you, it's this show called Big Brother. Yeah. And his face, he was like, wait, what? It was, it was. That was <laughs> one of the moments I. I knew. I'm like, oh yeah, this is going the distance. He was like, uh, mine too. And I was like, not a chance. And not only did I say mine too, I also was like, yeah, I watched the live feed. Yeah, and when he said the live feed, I mean, goodness gracious. I was like, you want to come over right now? Right, yeah. And we can turn them on? Yeah, watch the live feed. (laughs) Yeah, and no, you you passed out. We called the ambulance. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Um, yeah, it was just an instant connection. Um, that was one way to let her know that I had money and I had to afford the live feeds, <laughs> which was not true. Baller. Which was not true, but it's what she thought for a little but while. But I knew where your priorities were <laughs> and that I liked. And so it's like, we like that. We, we, um, I can't remember. I think that first season was season 17. Or maybe season 17 had just ended and we were going into season 18. I think that's what it was. No. Well, we met in like, it was like March. Right. So that's what I said. Season 17 had ended the, the, the year prior and we were going into season 18 because you and I watched um, Josh beat Paul. Oh, yeah. I remember we watched Not that Not a great season. It was a dramatic season. It was there drama, was a lot for of trauma. Sure. And it was one that you it, you hate watch you were hate watching it. There were moments where I was like, why do I watch this show? Yeah. But it was just so if you watch the show, you know what happened. Josh beat Paul and I, I remember jumping up and down in Brooke's little apartment <laughs> like I just I had just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I was screaming. Brooke was like, Jared, what are you I doing? Was like, you were gonna disturb the neighbors. Right. It was one of the first moments she saw how crazy I can get. And so I, you know, that I just, we have a lot of early memories of watching the show together, but we not were, just. So, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, we were in such in the honeymoon phase at that point, And I remember. Oh, wow. I thought we still work. Good to oh, know. Good to know. <laughs> okay. Well, I remember being like, it's so good to not have to explain to someone why I need to be home three nights of the week to watch Big Brother. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> And I was thinking it's so good to finally be able to text someone, oh, just live feed updates throughout the day. Like, <laughs> Paul just said this. Josh just said this. <laughs> oh, no, they just went into this room. Yeah. And not them be like, okay, you're a freak. You need to. <laughs> we need to stop. You need to lose this right. number. Anyways, uh, but not just that reality show. We also talk about The Bachelorette on this show, and that played a big part. Reality TV, believe it or not, played a big part in our <laughs> Is it our courtship? My courtship of you? I don't know. We have a lot of similar core values, too, though. It's it's interesting to call reality TV a core value. Oh, I get what you're saying. No, I mean, aside from, I don't want that, I don't want people to think that's the only thing we connect on. We got there on our wedding day. Our (laughs) vows were like, and I promise to watch the live feeds with you. You know what I mean? That was in our prenup on who gets the live feed subscription. Um, We didn't, we don't have a prenup. There's not enough money. (laughs) Imagine. <laughs> <Can you> imagine? 
<laughs> okay. Anyways, moving on from that. But yeah, we actually the Bachelorette played a big part in it too. I my family grew up watching the Bachelorette. I remember Trista's season. I remember some of the early um, Bachelor seasons as well. But then I didn't really. I stopped watching it. You know, I was I was a boy. Was a boy. I I was a guy growing up. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what am I doing watching the Bachelor by myself? When mm-hmm. I'm by myself. But for whatever reason, a couple weeks before I really met Brooke, met Brooke, I just happened to be watching ABC and, and watched that episode, that season, that year's season of The Bachelor, an episode from that season. It was JoJo. No. It was Ben Higgins. It was Ben Higgins' season yeah. that JoJo was on. Mm-hmm. And I remember like kind of getting caught up in it. It was earlier <laughs> in the season and thinking, this is kind of interesting. But again, I was a 22-year-old man. I'm like, I'm not going to sit down and watch a whole season of The Bachelor. Right. So unlike Big Brother, The Bachelor is pre-filmed. It's filmed in advance. So if you find someone who's figured it out (laughs) or saw something, you can see who's won the show. Spoilers. So I just wanted to know who won, who he ended up with. And so I looked up the spoilers and I was like, all right, cool. Now I don't have to, you know, I'll go lift weights or something and not watch (laughs) The Bachelor. But then lo and behold, that next week or a week later, I, Brooke and I, after a church event uh, with a group of people, we went and got dinner and Brooke and I were just talking. Um, We were connecting. Instant I mean, it was just everyone at the table. Never in my life have I felt the connection like that Yeah, everyone at the table. Those poor guys. They know. They were like, what are we doing here on y'all's date? Yeah, they were just background (laughs) characters in our rom-com. And we had never really, like talked like that before no it was just we were just i mean it was just oh my goodness it was just really great i was finally thinking <laughs> about it but um we started talking about the bachelor and, and i'm like what you watch the bachelor usually when i say i watch the bachelor in i maybe not so much now but in the past guys would be like eh, you waste your time on that yeah yeah you know so we're talking, we talked about a lot of that stuff, but anyways, I wanted to find a way to continue to connect with her. And I, instead of just like a normal person saying like, hey, can I get your number? <laughs> I thought like, oh, it'd be good if we like talked about The Bachelor. Every Monday it comes on, just give me a reason to text her. That I like, we need a reason. We were connecting. We knew what was up. But anyways, so I said, oh, what if you and I like, had just like a friendly competition on who we think is going to win the show. I'll write down who I think is going to win. And you write down who you think is going to win. And Brooke thought that was a good idea. <laughs> she Or at least she would thought it was good enough to do it because we were connecting. Uh-huh. So, but unfortunately, because I'm so competitive. So, so, so very competitive. I And I knew who won. I didn't even like, like make it, like change it a little bit. I just wrote down <laughs> who was going to win. I knew who was gonna win, and you wrote down yours, and it was wrong. It and was I knew wrong, it. yeah. But I was, just which like, I'm sure made you feel worse, right? And so <laughs> I was, I, I did it in the order that it was gonna happen too. <laughs> but so, and then she was like, "Oh, okay, so should I?" I was like, "Oh, I don't know what I said." Like, I'll get. I said, "Oh, we'll talk about it." She's like, "Would well, you have my number?" And I think I said, "Like, oh, it's in the church directory, right?" <laughs> yeah, and I was like. What if this guy? I was like, I thought we were vibing all night, but if he's not asking for my number, he wants to get it out of the church directory, then we're just friends. Like, he just wants to be friends. Keep them on their toes, man. (laughs) If you're listening, this just turned into a men and women relationship podcast. (laughs) 
if you're listening and need advice, keep them on their toes. <laughs> oh, I don't need I, your number. I'll look up in the church. Okay, director. but let me also add then, if this is a relationship podcast, find someone you you like to do things with. Okay, that just got edited <laughs> out. We were, I think we're going to go with my advice. Man, go to a church and look in a church directory. Pick a name. Oh, anyways, my God. Anyways. So I get her number. We're texting back and forth. We're hitting it off. I'm laying down the charm. She can't resist Casanova over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but eventually we we get out of the talking stage and we're like, okay, we're going to go on a date. And it's just weighing heavy on me that <laughs> I knew who was going to win the show and I was acting like I didn't. It was just like, I can't believe. At this point, I'm just going to say it. I was like, I this could be my wife. Whoa! And it's starting off on a lot. We, we had for the first day. Yeah, you know, when you when you're Jared, sometimes wow. you're not. Confident one. Anyway, no, but I knew it was gonna be a relationship I wanted to be to give my everything to, so I didn't want to start out on a lie. So we believe it or not, it was what, 2016 mm-hmm. and we were texting. We hadn't actually called and <laughs> spoken to each other on the phone. So I said, Hey, can I call you? And I'm sure that just shivers down her spine. It did. That was like, oh, okay. And I called and I just said, look, listen, I really like you. I don't want to start this off on the wrong foot. Um, Unfortunately, I told you a lie. And I don't want to start a relationship that I really am hopeful for on a lie. And meanwhile, I'm sweating bullets, knots in my stomach, like, what is this guy about to tell me? Like, this is, this sounds very serious. Like, what? I didn't know. I had no idea. I tell him, it- tell him what some of your guesses were. <laughs> Look at you. You're trying to sugarcoat it. What were some of your guesses? I don't know. I thought you were going to tell me you had, like, three kids or something. Or I've been to jail. Or you were, like, going to jail. Yeah, like, you going were, like, to jail? waiting to be sentenced Whoa, my or goodness. something. I, okay. You were out on bond. She's grown, guys. She's- I don't no. She wasn't. She's not the same woman she I was. I thought, or maybe like you. Seven years ago. I, I I don't know. So anyway, so but I'm also kind of laying it on thick, and but anyways, so I was like, I just have to let you know that prior to us and before we had met, I had looked up spoilers, <laughs> so I knew who's going to win, and so of course I won our little um competition because yeah, duh, because you know I cheated. On and knew, oh uh, knew the spoilers. God. And the, how'd you react? I mean, the relief I felt. I think I just busted out laughing. Do you remember? I think yeah, I, you literally just burst out laughing. I burst out laughing. And I was like, oh my goodness. I'm so relieved. That you said, was that's it. it? Yeah. I was like, that's all? That's it? And you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just really want to be honest. Right. And I was like, okay, that's, that is a respectable man. Right there. You heard that? Respectable and, man. And, and then, well, we have this whole, like, you know, like, oh, whoever gets it right gets a prize from the other person. So he was like, forget about the prize. I'm going to do something special for you. Write this down, gentlemen, what she's about to say. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Oh, awesome, awesome. So our first date comes around. There were a simple. No, don't write this part down. <laughs> just, just skip this part. Okay, our first date comes around. 
And this guy brings me a cross stitch of a rose that and it says will you accept this rose yeah okay i have never felt so (sighs) just special before he learned how to cross stitch because i like to cross stitch so he went on youtube figured out how to do it Stayed up all night long. <laughs> did this cross stitch for me. I did it. I learned how to do it, but I did do it wrong. It's still. I did more work than I needed to do. It was great and so special. And he framed it for me. And it just is a prized possession. And the rest is history. The and rest is that, history. Because of that, now, the the, the result of that that you know us getting together is the beauty of this podcast no i'm joking (laughs) (laughs) no it's our marriage and our family that we're growing but yeah we we like reality tv we always have we it's always been a connecting thing for us and so we hope as you can continue to listen to us on this podcast continue to check out the shows we like to watch or just listen to us talk about it that um, we can, I don't know, share that passion with you guys. So again, this has been another episode of The People's Rose. Thank you for listening. Please rate and review us on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. And just continue to watch the shows with us. You can join us in the conversation with it on social media. We're at The People's Rose at pretty much everything <laughs> and all of the, and pretty much every um, community for reality TV that we, we cover. We're there talking about it. So you can follow us there and make sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear future episodes. Again, just another schedule. We'll we'll be back um, to cover The Bachelor and other shows we're watching. And then we'll probably continue to do do Big Brother only episodes as long as The Bachelor's going. So we don't have a three hour episode that we release that Mm. no one's listening to by (laughs) hour two and a half. So thanks for making it this far. We appreciate it. If you know someone who enjoys podcasts or just someone who enjoys us, let us let them know that we're doing it. And we hope to hear you next week or we hope you hear us next week. <laughs> Anything else, Brooke? Did we cover it all? Oh, that's right. We do got 30 more minutes of cutting off. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see y'all later. Okay. Bye. Expect the unexpected. Expect the unexpected. No, 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 no